Our cottage sits on the shore of a deep sandy lake. Ancient glaciers scoured this part of the world 30,000 years ago, leaving low mountains and deep lakes in their path. We're in a little bay facing south. The early light gets us out of bed, has us drink our first pot of coffee down by the beach, watch the white fog rise, listen to a lonely loon. In winter, we'll drag our chairs onto the thick ice and wrapped in blankets, feel the whiteness of snow, ice and sky. The water in the lake is as deep as the hills are high and it makes for great swimming, though not everyone likes swimming in a lake. One never knows what lies beneath apart from sunken logs and decaying leaves. My husband will often dive deep, and when he resurfaces, will carry with him a bit of the dark unknown. My years on the crisis line taught me that one does not have to scratch the surface very hard to know that we all carry sorrow, store murky guilts and secrets inside. A woman in a workshop I once taught shared stories of her struggles with depression. She said that on her worst days, she would get up in the morning, shower, wear her favorite cowboy boots, put on extra makeup. On her good days, however, she said that she did not care what she looked like. Forget the shower, wear whatever. She explained that the boots the makeup, were her mask. She knew that if she looked good, nobody would see her darkness and nobody would bother to ask. But we don't just wear masks to hide from others. There are plenty of things we hide from ourselves. Some simmer just below the surface and rear their heads at times of stress. Others have crept down more deeply into the darkness of our being and we fear that these might erode us from within. Conscious or not, the sorrows, secrets and guilts don't rest peacefully. They are working on us, reminding us of our failings, usually more than fits the crime. I've watched guilt at work have learned that it will not set you free. If you do want to free yourself, you'll need to drop the mask, mainly to yourself. Break through some stubborn rocks that you've piled up around yourself. Take responsibility, but don't mistake responsibility for guilt. Sort through what is yours and what is not. Easier said than done. So start again. One, be softer with you. Show some compassion. Your ego will mount a rebellion if you push too hard. An interrogation, too many questions, especially the unforgiving why, will only sharpen the blame. Two, move and open your body. Your heart may follow suit. Change your scenery. 
You don't have to walk far to get outside your head. Three, find beauty. There is plenty of that outside and inside. I'm not suggesting that a walk in the woods or poetry, that strange place between image and word, will erase your pain. Still, it's a start. Know that to drop the mask, to shine some light, to explore what lies beneath, the good and bad in all their formations may bring you sorrow but it might also take away a bit of fear, bring you peace. Across the bridge on the shores of the river near our house lies a bed of fossils. For most of the year, they lie hidden below the surface, but in late summer and early fall, when the light has turned golden, when the river has quietened and the water recedes, Stromatolites display their rare, clustered formations. Beautiful domes of light and dark. Stromatolites are the earliest fossil evidence of life. They are stone monuments to cyanobacteria, the blue-green algae, the first known organisms to produce oxygen, giving us life on Earth.